David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. How's things on your end? I hope you're doing well. It is the start of July and we are kicking into another great month of podcasts to come. We have some killer guests coming up, uh, including our 59th and 60th episodes, which I will be revealing uh, to uh, my loyal patrons uh, next week. Uh, so you'll find out if you are subscribed on Patreon, but if you're not, you'll just have to wait a little bit longer. Also got some really, really cool stuff in the pipeline, and uh, yeah, I'm, it's just an exciting time to be doing this podcast, and I'm very, very happy to be sharing it with you. So thanks so much for tuning in, and thanks so much for your support. Quick couple of things before we get into this week's episode, of course. Support for All My Friends Are In Bar Bands comes from Spit The Dummy Records, a DIY label in Sydney distributing dead formats to the masses. And you can head along to their page right now and check out releases from Treehouses, Nothing Runs With David, Raccoon City Police Department, and a bunch more. SpitTheDummyRecords.BigCartel.com is your hookup. Support also comes from Sad Girls Club. It is a collection of non-male musicians letting non-male voices be heard in the music industry. And uh, Sad Girls Club just announced a really, really cool show that is happening on the 20th of August at the Newtown Neighbourhood Centre. And it's called the Transgender Weekender. Transgender Weekender is a celebration of transgender, non-binary and gender non-conforming artists. And it is going to feature music from Alex Bentley, Alison Gallagher, Ashley Applecrumble, Beelzebabe, Casaloma, Dog Dirt, The Football Club, The Last Exposure, Moons of Venus, The Nah, The Outlaw Jody Wales, Queer Anne's Revenge... Rachel Maria Cox, and They, Them, Theirs. It's also going to feature reading from writers like Kate Fenwick, Kate Pimblett, and Oliver Moore. Plus, there will be an art exhibition as well. It's $10 on the door or $5 for a concession, and all profits go to 2010. For those of you that don't know, 2010 is a community-based, non-profit, statewide organization that works with and supports young people of diverse genders, sexes, and sexuality, as well as their families and friends. It's a free and confidential service that is supposed to be a safe place with staff dealing with all inquiries in an understanding, supportive, and confidential manner, which is a really, really wonderful cause. So very, very cool that they are on board for Transgender Weekender happening August 20th at Newtown Neighborhood Center during the day. I think it'll be kicking off uh, sometime in the afternoon, but uh, obviously we'll have more information on that as it comes a bit closer to the date. Lastly, of course, support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from you. Seeing as we are at the top of the month, I just wanted to give a massive shout out to every single person that is keeping this podcast up and running via Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can be like the following absolute legends and keep this podcast up and running. Massive thank you to Amy Gray, Andrew Nicholson, Britt Andrews, Caitlin Barrell, Chris Panagitaro, Eleanor Shepard, Hazel Chan, Heath Anthony, Jeremy Neal, Kirsten Day, Leslie Bowden, Lily Belnick, Matthew Lynch, Max Quinn, Rachel Maria Cox, 
Rick Foster, Ryan Dunn, San Katrupi, Sian Van Abkudi, Simon Reynolds, Spencer Scott, Tom Brown, and Zoe Lane. Thank you all so, so much. I really, really appreciate the ongoing support. Uh, for this podcast. If you want to be like those absolute legends, head over to patreon.com slash barbands and see if you can't sort yourself out with throwing a little bit of pocket change to us every single month. That is patreon.com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. This week's guests are Fear Like Us, the legendary Newcastle band that are finally back in action after a somewhat lengthy absence. Uh, They have just released their second album. It is entitled Secure. And uh, you can pick that up through Poison City Records. So we spoke to founding member Kim Wall, and we also spoke to Babs, which is the band's long-serving bass player. We were supposed to have a chat with Lauren Hamill, but in classic Lauren Hamill style, she was just a bit too hungover to be on the podcast. But rest assured, I have gotten a legally binding contract, i.e. a pinky promise from her, that she will be doing the podcast the next time that we see one another, which I hope will be very, very soon, because I love Lauren Hamill, and I love this band, and obviously I have all the time in the world for them, but uh, yeah, very, very appreciative for Babs and for Kim for taking the time out from their day. It was a Sunny Sunday afternoon at Black... Oh, Saturday afternoon, actually. It was at Blackwire. It was a great show. It was Feel Like Us, Run Squirrel, Canine, and Burlap. Absolutely ace-mixed bill and really, really stoked that I got to check that show out and really, really stoked that I got to have these two on. So, without any further ado, let's have a chat with Fear Like Us. <laughs> David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Fear Like Us. Hooray! <laughs> that is the celebration of a band that is still very much hungover from last night. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just a tad. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Uh, my name's Kim. I'm Babs. We are at the back of Blackwire, uh, which is more or less the head office for all my friends who are in bar bands. We've recorded so many goddamn podcasts out here, and uh, definitely not your first rodeo. How many times have you guys played here now? It's like four or five times? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I wouldn't have a clue, actually. <laughs> it's pretty much, it's, it's our go-to in Sydney, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you wouldn't want awesome to play anywhere else, right? Not at all. <laughs> I mean, is that a double leg dude? <laughs> I wouldn't want to play anywhere else. <laughs> it, 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 so, two, double negatives ends up as a positive, I think, okay. so it works out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't really think of anywhere else that we've played in Sydney. There's not, not many. Maggotville? And, yeah, yeah R.A.P. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just not, nothing comes to mind. Yeah, a lot, of, lot of long gone places. Yeah, it, it, it's always interesting when when some of the older bands come come through and they're just like, "Oh, is that place still going? Is that place still going?" It's just like, 
Nope, shut down, shut down. Management didn't want live music anymore. Shut down, shut down. Oh, it's yeah. depressing sometimes, but we'll always have Blackwire. I think that's one of the, the main uh, things to take away from, from living in Sydney. Totally. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you guys are out on tour at the moment in support of the new record. Um, yeah, how, how's everything been going? Like, uh, you enjoying the show so far? Yeah. Such a ball. Yeah, we uh, went to Brisbane last weekend with... Uh, Blue Line Medic and Run Squirrel. Oh, fantastic. And, um, yeah, last night played Newcastle and Thursday night down in Canberra. So oh, perfect. It's been unreal little run. Oh, that is excellent to hear. The three of us all met in different uh, stages. I think I met you maybe two years ago. Uh, would have been a... Do you remember that picnic that, like, Hamill and Angel threw and it was, like, us and, like, seven other people, I think? I did. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, think that was the first time we met, though. I think the first time we met, I watched you play a show at a little place in uh, Thornbury. Oh, the, shit! Uh, oh, the, the, the Loophole Community loop- Centre. Yeah, that's the first time oh, we met, I didn't know you man. were there. Sure was. Oh, wow, hectic. I was there, too. Yeah. Were yeah. you really? Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah, I I literally just come in contact with Jamie because I knew about his solo stuff. Like, I I hadn't found out about a death in the family or any of the bands or anything like that. Like, I'd literally just been sent his solo stuff. So that was like my introduction to him. And like, we played this show and obviously learned all the backstory. And then you guys kind of factored into it. But um, yeah, Kim and I uh, properly spoke I think for the first time last year when you did the Blue Land Medic tour it was it was one of those weird inception moments where we were just like I listened to your podcast I was like oh really <laughs> yeah I remember that yeah yep. <laughs> yeah had a bit of a listen just when I'm at work I just need you know can't listen to too much music at work new music because I just get focused on it yeah and, don't um, do any work yeah, don't do any work yeah <laughs> and listen to your podcast it's just yeah something that I'm very interested in and makes time at work a lot better. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. And now, now you can listen to yourself. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> that'll be that'll be the, the full circle thing, I reckon. <laughs> Definitely not doing that. <laughs> it's like looking at photos of yourself. Oh, oh yeah, right. It's like, oh god. <laughs> am, I, am I that great? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, you can own that now. People yeah. are into the silver fox. Absolutely. <laughs> You're the silverest fox I know. <laughs> more than Jamie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jamie's more of the salt and pepper. Yeah. yeah. Kim's pretty much. All I'm going to go white in a second. <laughs> pure salt. Pure salt. You you assaulted the earth, Kim. <laughs> you are. Take it. Yeah, take it, man. Uh, so I want to trace it back and uh, talk about how you both originally became interested in music to the point where it uh, transitioned from being something that, you know, maybe you were just casually observing and listening to on the radio to the point where you actually wanted to play music and that wanted to be a part of your life um kim we'll start with you like tell us a bit about how music kind of affected into your upbringing in your childhood and yeah where it kind of became a thing where you actually wanted to play music um i guess for me it was um parents always had music in the house yeah i can clearly remember this moment of getting uh jimi hendrix my dad's jimi hendrix records and uh both speakers and having one speaker on the left, one on the right, and my head in the middle. Oh, wow. And just listening to stereo recording and just was blown away um, with all the different sort of uh, panning left and right. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was going on there. And Mum and Dad always played music on in the house. Um, Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, Beatles, a lot of Beatles for my mum. So, yeah, we always had, you know, mainly on the weekends, we'd 
bring out the music and yeah, just always had good time listening. And I guess growing up, I was a big fan of watching Rage. Oh, of um, course, yeah. Didn't really go out too much. I'd just spend Friday and Saturday nights just watching Rage and recording it. And then uh, Recovery came along. Of course, yeah. And loved it. Like, um, by that stage, I was a teenager. And um, it was good to see like these bands that you could uh, see on, on Recovery. Then you had the opportunity to actually go see them live, either in Newcastle or, or Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Got my first instrument just after high school. But I used to be a bit of a... I still am, I guess, but not. <laughs> don't like people too much. I don't, not that I don't <laughs> like people, but... Thanks, man. I'm just socially <laughs> awkward. Um, and used to just spend lunchtime uh, watching these guys play guitar. Yeah. Um, they'd be playing, like, mainly metal sort of stuff, like mm-hmm. Slayer, Metallica, Sepultura. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I'd, I'd just be totally jealous that they could play these things, and I thought, oh, one day, you know, I'd love to get a guitar. And I tried playing that stuff and just couldn't do it. I just was not... Didn't have the talent for it, but I could do bar chords. So I learned how to play along to Nirvana and Green Day, and then yeah, just played in my bedroom pretty much for forever. And yeah. joined a few bands because um, I needed the bass player, and bass was a lot easier. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, um, yeah, feel like us is the first time I actually played guitar in a band. Yeah, right. Um, I actually had to borrow money off my brother to buy a guitar so I could an acoustic guitar so I could play. And yeah, I'm still don't think I can play. I'm <laughs> getting guitar lessons at the moment. Um, <laughs> ten, yeah. years, ten years later. Ten, ten years later. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just yeah. I think I only really became serious about playing music when Jamie asked me if I wanted to play some songs with him. I was yeah, like, right. That guy from Carnation wants to, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was sort of friends with him, but I didn't really hang out with him that much. Yeah, yeah. And then we used to live sort of near each other in Newcastle. And I can remember one day just I was sitting on the front veranda playing my guitar. And he yeah, said, hey, would you like to play some music? And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, didn't tell him I couldn't play it properly, but... Yeah. <laughs> just looks like you could. Yeah. No, I was probably playing Nirvana or Green Day out yeah. the front. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just practice hard playing chords. And yeah, our songs are pretty simple. Yeah. So. And here yeah. we are. And then here we are, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Vabs? Um, well, I grew up in, also grew up in Newcastle. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, back around that time, there was a you know, pretty big kind of punk, kind of hardcore sure. scene going on there. Yeah, and yeah. Really supportive of, you know, young kids getting, or younger kids getting involved. And, mm. you know, crazy not to, really. And I used to go down to Sydney watching bands every second weekend yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it was just almost, why wouldn't you? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and played in kind of some shitty punk bands. Yeah. <laughs> and um, joined Feel Like Us, not as a uh, accomplished musician, but just because <laughs> I used to hang out with these guys a lot and had a lot of fun sure, doing yeah, it. Sure, yeah, so, um, yeah. it was just happened and it's been great perfect yeah yeah uh so tell us about the first time that you guys ever played live like uh obviously with would have been with different bands and stuff like that back in the day like was it back in high school or was it like a part of it like a one of those like shitty like battles of bands or something like that like uh what was it for you kim um i played in a band called go to bed jessica okay with one of my mates from high school it was after high school nice thing um yeah, I was terrible looking back at it. Like, <laughs> of I'd, course. Well, how old would you have been? 
19 or something? Well, sure, yeah. Yeah, it was the first time I played music. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have my own gear. I had this crappy 1960s or 70s Japanese bass. Um, the headstock oh, yeah. outweighed the body. Oh, you know, <laughs> one of those. I'd be playing, hold, holding yeah, with one hand pretty classic, much all the time. Absolute classic. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really, had no idea what I was doing. But I still don't. But <laughs> <laughs> What about you, yeah. Babs? Uh, first show I played was at a, in somebody's shed at a totally raucous, underaged uh, party, house party in Newcastle. Yeah, I think right. The cops came and like broke it up <laughs> like halfway through. It oh, was, wow. Um, That's punk as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, actually. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fun. Well, so what kind of bands were you kicking around in before Feel Like Us started? Were there, was it ever anything that you thought would go anywhere or was it just kind of just like kicking around with friends doing covers and stuff like that? Yeah, I was in a couple of bands where we wrote our own stuff, but never really took it that serious. Yeah. Um, yeah, played bass in, in, in bands before I joined Feel Like Us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had kind of a couple of little things going on, but nothing kind of long-term or serious, nothing that I really thought was, you know... Yeah. I wanted to really pursue. It was fun, and it was sure, like yeah, fun yeah. doing shows, and it was fun hanging out. But yeah, nothing that, that I was like, "Hey, let's you know, let's spend some time on this. Let's you know, just yeah." Yeah, of course, of course. I feel like that's probably the first time I'd actually listen to the music that we make. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Other bands, I was just like, the music was okay, but I wouldn't actually listen to it. Yeah. Right. But. You're at a point now, it's just like, oh, this is this is fine, this is tolerable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I actually like it. Yeah. yeah, I would listen to it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Been in some yeah shitty bands with oh, shitty names. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? <laughs> what is the shittiest band name that you've had out oh. of interest? Uh, Smackfield Nazis Against Hate. What? <laughs> or Unemployables, but plum, um. Unemployed oyables is like an oy band. Oh my god, that's hilarious. That's yeah. fucking brilliant. Probably, probably the worst too. <laughs> that's pretty great. How bad were yours? Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna say that were worse than that? <laughs> Guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, on we go. So you both grew up um, in, in Newcastle and both eventually moved to Melbourne. Um, I, we'll start with Newcastle, I guess, because that's kind of been something that's uh, been talked about fairly frequently on this podcast. Uh, and you guys have a fairly different experience to a lot of other artists. Like, you were there at a very, very interesting time where, you know, like you said, there was a lot of support for younger um kids getting into punk and hardcore and stuff like that so um, yeah what do you what are your fondest memories and what do you recall in particular about kind of growing up in that scene um the black box um you know it was one of those places where it didn't matter what it was you know at the black box they were putting on shows you go down to it yeah uh we had our you know little crew who used to catch the train we we're just talking about in the van today we used yeah. to catch the train down to sydney to yeah. go to a newtown um pcyc show and then nice. catch it home in the evenings like listening to the demos we bought like it was just this real kind of you know the concept of spending you know seven hours in transit to watch a show to yeah, these yeah, days yeah, is yeah. pretty pretty wild but you know keen as yeah little, fucking a yeah and it's awesome like i loved yeah. it and yeah 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 i actually grew up on the central coast yeah, right. And then moved to Newcastle when I started university. Right. But coming from the Central Coast, like, 
the only thing you do is just pretty much get drunk or on drugs. Mm. Um, music really wasn't like it wasn't a live music wasn't a thing. Sure, yeah. I saw, yeah, I spoke about this the other day. I saw Sprung Monkey at Joe's Garage. Oh, right. And Friends of Rom and Jebediah at Froggy's. But yeah, there wasn't really like a live sort of music sort of scene going on at all. Then I moved to, um, yeah, played. Played at the Black Box. You played that tune too, actually. Didn't know each other at the time. Right, yeah. But I was just totally blown away, like, and I was actually scared. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what hardcore was at the time. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, I can remember, like, wondering why people had X's on their hands. And I just didn't understand anything. And then, yeah, I was just really fascinated that people were going to see music for the sake of music and not, not getting drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, what uh, did you both move to Melbourne at the same time, or was it different periods of your life? No, different. I think Kim moved down uh, probably three or four years yeah. before. We did a lot of uh, yeah, uh, time where you know two of us lived in Newcastle back then. Joel still drummed in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either we'd fly down to Melbourne to do shows, or Jamie and Kim would fly up to Newcastle to do shows. So yeah, yeah. That was a pretty quiet couple of years. We didn't play a lot of shows. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was just one of those things that, uh, yeah, we loved hanging out and probably enjoyed the company, so we just, yeah. yeah. It'd be a thing where we play a show, it's just fun just to hang out and... Good chance to catch up. Yeah. yeah. So what what drew you to Melbourne? Was it, was, was it one of those inevitable things where as soon as you were there, we were just like, obviously this is like the place for me, like this is um, what suits me? Um, I remember the first time I came down was when we played that... We did a couple of shows with um, Brand Disloyalty. Right, yeah. Buckley, St- Buckley Street. Yeah. Buckley Street, yeah. Wow, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. At, uh, Melbourne Uni. And uh, that was the first time I came down to Melbourne and absolutely loved it. Had a really good time. Um, yeah, and then we came back another time and I thought I could, you know, I could move here, I could live here. So I did. Yeah, my partner and I, we moved down to Melbourne and been there for what, 12, 13 no, 10 years or so? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a long time? Yeah. What about you, Babs? What, well, what I, kind of draw you to that? Well, I mean, I love Newcastle. It's a kind of a great place to grow up. Yeah. It's um, kind of big, small town. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much a fishbowl. And you kind of, mm. growing up there, you know everyone. And yeah, every, And of it's just, it's, and just needed to get a bit of something different. And um, I think Melbourne was the, the natural choice. Yeah, was, uh, so not Sydney. That was one thing. Yeah, yeah look, nothing against Sydney, but uh, no. Um, but it was always going to be Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't far enough. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think the reason I feel like us is the most Newcastle band is because you're all in Melbourne now. <laughs> what was the first feel like us show like? It was you, a house show. It was a house show. Yeah, yeah right. I think I was there actually. It was before I was in the band. Right. Yeah. 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 Brown Street. Yeah. yeah. Chris Hearn's house. Yeah. It was um, um, small. Yeah. It was, pub, it was in the lounge room, was it? Yeah. Back yeah. in there was two acoustic guitars. Yeah. So. Literally just the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of Johnny Cash covers, maybe. Nice. Yeah. I can't even remember. Maybe a Binot Earl cover. I don't know. It was yeah. <laughs> still pretty fresh at that point. Yeah. Yeah. We probably only had five songs or something. Yeah. Neo was like the first. Neo Decepticons was the first song we had. Oh wow. 
first time I played, I was absolutely terrified. I'd, um, you know, been jamming a couple of times. We did, I went overseas for three weeks. Mm. And then the day I got back, you were like, hey, we've got this show booked. We should, we should come play this. And I was just like, fuck, I have not All right. practiced this. <laughs> anyway, it was fine. It was what, was fun. The, what was the first show you played? Actually, it was, um, it was at the first, last Conation show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, All right. After that. Um, did like a little yeah acoustic set out in the oh yeah no one gave a shit yeah <laughs> yeah out the back yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful yeah it was, it was awesome. it's, it's pretty awesome. funny when we first started though Jamie and I just playing acoustic stuff and we played a lot of hardcore punk shows yeah there's a lot of people just sort of watching and going what the fuck are you doing here? yeah <laughs> coronation in this yeah. yeah 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 it's just like well you know we're only letting you get away with this because you're the guy from coronation right <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time inviting someone from a work to come down. They said, you know, so we play acoustic guitars, and they were like, this is going to, thought we were going to be like John Butler Trio or something like that. <laughs> and then I remember them, their face just, as soon as the singing started, just going, what? You're screaming and playing acoustic guitars? You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 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 uh, don't mix your your home life and your personal life. You know, don't mix work with play. Yeah, you got to learn that the hard way. Yeah, your normie co-workers are never going to enjoy your music. Yeah. <laughs> they might pretend that they do, but they really. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, was feel like that's the first band you guys like properly toured with and stuff like that? Were you guys kind of? Like, did you kind of travel around much with other bands, or was this the first kind of one that you were committed to? No, for me, with? it was the first one I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what was that like for the first, uh, kind of getting out and, you know, playing outside of Newcastle for the first time? Uh, my dream was actually to play a show in Melbourne. <laughs> like, that was my dream. Was yeah, that? right. Yeah. Check. Yeah, check. Check, very much yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, probably, like, the, we did a tour with Defiance Ohio. And, oh, sure, um, yeah. That was just, Unreal. It was like one of those ones where we were like, Fuck, love that band. Hey, how yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. if they came to Australia? Let's write them an email, see if they want to come. And then, like, heard nothing back. And nine months later, they're like, hey, you guys still keen? We're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was, that was amazing. That was like, yeah. Yeah, still. Two weeks and just had a blast. That's brilliant. Where, people. Yeah. yeah. Was 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 that just like mostly like cities up and down the coast, or like where where did you kind of go with Defiance? Uh, Brisbane, Port Macquarie, Newcastle, Sydney, Adelaide, Melbourne, Hobart. Yeah. So Port Macquarie is an odd one out in that list. Oh, yeah. Port Macquarie was probably one of the most memorable shows. It was the a, fuck was that like? Yeah, uh, we played in a in the Maritime Museum, which is this um, little out on this little like the headland of Port Macquarie, and it's mm-hmm. yeah like a proper museum. I don't. I think they had no idea what they were in for when they let us book the show there. I think it's been the first and last show that they've ever had there. Yeah, and it was um, it was unreal. And like like the crew, like we have like a bunch of guys up from Port Macquarie who still come down to Newcastle to watch our shows I think pretty much yeah, they're there last night after that oh, was, for real that's yeah. fantastic yeah. so good yeah. <laughs> just unreal living the dream I yeah. love it <laughs> and you dislocated your knee on stage oh uh, yeah that was <laughs> what I uh, kind of um, yeah I like had an accident and the tour was before I had a chance to have the operation and it's kind of oh, yeah no. it was a bit gnarly yeah <laughs> 
I remember you were on the floor and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and you're using the, the bass as a crutch to get up. <laughs> oh, that's so rough. It was like, not even like, can't even pretend I was doing some like awesome like rock moves. It was just mm. like... <laughs> no, I've, I've fucked this. <laughs> that's so heavy. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever had a nasty on stage injury, Kim? No, just embarrassment, probably. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it, it, it does cut like a knife sometimes. That oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. damage to your psyche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather get hurt than. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a few years, as you mentioned, where you guys were relatively inactive, kind of getting split between the two. When it finally happened, like the the migration was complete, so to speak. Was it kind of an obvious thing? Where we we're just like, well, we're all here. We might as well just, you know, go go gung ho at this. Well, it's actually kind of funny. We, um, yeah, as I said, Joel there, um, the original drummer, and I yeah. were living in Newcastle. Yeah. And I moved to Melbourne, and Joel basically said he didn't want to play. Oh, you know, he couldn't commit to the travel, and mm. fair enough as well. So we were on the lookout for a new drummer. Chose a drummer who also lived in Newcastle. So yeah. <laughs> when Hamill first joined the band, she was still living in Newcastle. And uh, it's kind of a crazy... Thought it was a bit crazy at the time, but obviously it's turned out, you know, best possible scenario. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, she moved down, what, two years ago now? Oh, Maybe? Not around that. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was um, start of 2014, yeah. Something like that, yeah. So since then it's been, it's been unreal. We wrote an album. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> What was that like? Obviously, it was the first time in a lot, like, apart from the EP, it was the first time in ages that you guys had properly kind of focused on a project, and, like, it was the first time that, you know, you had this sort of lineup as well, yeah. so... Yeah, we actually rehearsed, <laughs> which was a really big thing, like, yeah, because we'd... Rehearse, rehearsal before then would be, like, pretty much playing with acoustic guitars and Hamill playing on a, you know... Playing on a vise. <laughs> um, Even then, it'll be loud as fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that, and we'd do that like just before a show, and that would be rehearsal. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, when Hell moved down, we got got a rehearsal space, and we had like weekly practices. And you know, not surprisingly, after such a long time, it sounds quite different, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah. Very, um, yeah. So it was a really interesting and kind of exciting to try out a bunch of different stuff yeah and yeah and now there's five of you as well oh um, yeah so yeah. Um, <laughs> well Mark actually has been kind of long term associated with it he actually played the mandolin on the first record we did in, yeah, right. in streets and um, rattling keys and stuff like that and they used to play in a band called Mutiny so right, yeah, we yeah. used to play some shows with with those guys and every time he was around he'd jump up and play the mandolin so it was a very natural addition to yeah. the band I think so it's, um, yeah it's been it's been unreal that um yeah. yeah, you guys have kind of had the chance to, to get out and, you know, kind of make up for lost time in a lot of ways, you know, you've been fairly busy in the last couple of years, you know, you got to play Weekender a couple of times yes. and do a, a few, like, national runs of dates, you know, with, like, Blue Line Manic and your own headlining show and the Ribbons Patterns shows yeah, as well. Yeah. It's just anything with Donnie, really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, well, Donnie, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, how could you not be? He's, he's, a, he's a fucking godsend. He's one of the, one of the best writers we have. Yeah, yeah he's a genius yeah is it interesting to kind of approach uh touring now kind of you know not being at that age where you're just like 
you know, like when you're in your late teens, early 20s, you're just like, oh, we'll play anywhere at any time for any kind of money. But, you know, like, it's very, very different for you guys now, considering, you know, you guys are in your 30s and there's kids and lives and stuff involved. Oh, look, I mean, I, I still think we have, you know... We still get excited about playing yeah, shows, sure, and yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't look at a bill and go, "Oh, how much money are we going to make <laughs> off this show?" Like you know, like that's not how we approach yeah, yeah. touring at all. But um, I think it's definitely you know we'll say go do a run of weekends rather than mm. doing a week long tour and um, that kind of thing. But I mean, it's still you know I still think that you know love to play shows that we, we choose to play shows that we want to play like shows yep. here at Blackwire like yep. at the Lassen Newcastle like you know like yeah. rather than you know so in that regard I don't think all that much has changed mm. we have a lot more shit to lug around these days <laughs> like more than two acoustic oh, guitars oh yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah so, that's what but, happens on this five of you yeah, <laughs> yeah. bring this on yourselves <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. the other thing is you, we don't all fit in a car now yeah right <laughs> I have to get a van now <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's, it's 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 good and it's fun and it's like it's really exciting. Well, I'm very happy that you guys are here. It's, it's always so great to see you guys, and yeah, I'm very much looking forward to watching you guys play again today. It should be oh, yeah. awesome. Um, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests. Kim will know what's coming, uh, but uh, I'll explain this to you, Babs. Uh, I want to know about the best and worst gigs that you have ever ever experienced as a performer. Uh, so, yeah, it, uh, it's a, on an individual basis, and you can either start with the, your best and then your worst, or you can go worse than your best. But uh, feel free to start on either or. The floor is yours. Oh, you go first, Kim. I'll need to think about it for a second. <laughs> okay, worst show. Oh, I've had some really embarrassing moments where I've forgotten what the hell I'm actually doing. Mm. Don't know what the next chord is, or... Yeah... There's, there's been a few of those. <laughs> it's easier to cover up with a three-guitar band now. <laughs> yeah. For me, probably the worst one was um, we, we got invited to do a show with uh, The Draft and... Um, was that show with in Sydney? Against me. And it, fuck, and against me. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Obviously just like massively nervous. I had like this horrendous cold at the time and like my ears were all blocked and like got up there and just absolutely cooked it. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> felt like such a such a goose. Definitely a tail between your legs. Kind of <laughs> go home and lick my wounds. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. A month after that one, uh, that was best show. I honestly don't know. I've had so many unreal, fun memories with this band. Probably one that sticks out in my mind is when we played at um, was it Lentil like what is Lentil as Africa or was Lentil as Africa and there was that Spoon Spoon. yes yes. and it was um, I mean this was years and years and years ago um, but it was just this tiny space and Wolfman Jack yeah and it was just such a packed small room and just like yeah, the, it the was, walls were sweating and the glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, just, yeah. And I, I think that was when I was, uh, before I lived in Melbourne too. Right, it yeah. like, still blew me away just, you know, going down to a place and having, you know, that much fun and yeah. that much support. So, yeah, it was yeah. That'd probably be my one too. Or maybe we played the first weekender and we played out the back. Oh, yeah. Um, and just 
people singing along and just it was like a I was just amazed that people you know know our know the songs to our words and were singing along and mm. everyone was really enthusiastic and yeah, still can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a very lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> sure are. Is, so is the album Secure or Sakao? How, how, how do you say it? No, Sucker. I, Sucker. <laughs> the album is Sucker. Um, uh, I think I it's Secure. Secure? We'll go with Secure. We've been pronouncing sounds, it like that. It sounds French. Secure. Ah, it's good. Uh, so the album is Secure. You can uh, buy and download and stream and do all the various things that you want with that record because it's out in the public domain. So do what you will with it. But definitely go out and support this band because they are absolutely awesome and the album is killer. Babs and Kim, I want to thank you guys so, so much for your time today. And uh, yeah, congrats. Thank I you, really, man. really yeah. love this record. Thanks. And yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that it's out there in the world and I'm so that you guys are here in the world. So, Thanks for yeah. doing this kind of thing. Oh, dude, absolutely, man. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. But, um, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go rock a show. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.